From day one, as a new mom, anxiety kicks in while we're attempting to keep it all together. Today's segment is part two of my chat with Sarah Beeson, author of Happy Baby, Happy Family. She gives us sound advice that can help us bring calmness and ease to our daily lives at the beginning of the motherhood journey. Take a listen. That's good. Um, so I'm going to move into our next question yeah. um, about some of the solutions that you offer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do this, would you say all the solutions apply regardless of age? And this is in respect to breastfeeding, sleeping, yeah. weaning, calming your baby. Yeah, I, the, the, the things that work for babies will probably work through all the ages of different mothers, but some things work better than others. Some people are tuned in to certain ways of calming a baby and you know it's sort of being and I think I heard you say on your podcast you didn't go in for sleep training and I am so glad you said that because (laughs) there's been this sort of thing about trying to make a baby fit into a a lifestyle yeah it's not natural not natural it's natural to have a baby close to you Mm -hmm. for their first months right up to over one and into two even babies really they need to hear your breathing they need to hear your heartbeat mm-hmm. they need to be close they need to be and I go on a lot in in my book and generally speaking about a baby's emotional needs because I think most people are, are hitting the spot with the physical needs the feeding and all the you know, washing, clothing, comfort type thing. You, you, you're doing the physical needs almost mm-hmm. automatically, you know. Um, but with the emotional needs, and I would say thinking about the emotional needs of love, but love with love comes security. So you can love your baby absolutely, but the baby needs to feel secure. So if mm-hmm. a baby's put for sleep training and left to cry and cry, you know, this is yeah. quite detrimental to their mm-hmm. to their soul, to their, you know, to their well-being. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, we wouldn't like it if we were upset no. and somebody right. left us and came in and That's said, no, right. you'll just have to cry yourself to sleep. There's nothing yeah. I can do. You know, that we wouldn't do that to an adult. Why mm-hmm. are we doing it for a baby, you know? And, right. that, and certainly there is a, an emotional load that is is not good if that's happening. So it's that love and security mm-hmm. that. And I find women of a, an older age, they are much more in tune to that. Uh, yes. I, I do think that maturity, you know, the thing is that it's quite hard on the mum over 35 and to 40 into the mid forties. It's hard on the mum physically, emotionally in every way, mm-hmm. but you know, that baby's lucky. There is a, it's, a very, it's a very clever baby that picks the right mummy. And that's what they're doing, really. They pick yeah. the right mummy. And they're, you know, uh, they're not, little newborn babies are not playing you up. They are not doing it for attention. Mm-hmm. It is a real physical need and an emotional need and the connection. Mm-hmm. And every time the baby is cuddled, every time you're feeding the baby, every time you're close to the baby, bathing the baby, whatever, bathing, 
care of the skin, all of those nappy changes, everything that you're doing. I know you say diapers. I must remember that. No, uh, but that's okay. I, all we, the, we all get it. Nappies. Yeah, we all, all the things we do mm -hmm. are loving, showing love, building security. Mm -hmm. You know how you then add in the praise. You say, oh, wonderful, baby. Good girl. Well done. That's so good. So mm -hmm. you're praising your mm -hmm. baby. Not in a you know, little emperor type way. We're not we're not building little emperors that think they can do no. We we all know that that's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So you know, you're praising where appropriate because praising, loving touch. You know, you're doing that dozens and dozens of times a day, that's and that right. builds the emotional uh, security. Mm -hmm. And you know, that means that that baby grows up having a, a, a self worth having feeling that they're worthwhile, their mummy loves them, they are, you know, because uh, they have to meet challenges and they have to find their way through things. And it's, mm -hmm. it's good for that. You know, you have to have that in life. You can't just have it to all smooth sailing, can you? But uh, right. it, it's praise and, but also recognition of this little person I say this to a lot of people yeah. and they think I'm very uh, funny. But a newborn baby has equal rights to everybody else. Their rights are equal. Yes. Everybody. I agree. Yeah. And we have to be the custodians of the rights of that child. Mm -hmm. So we don't, you know, you don't do that by infringing their rights. And I would say leaving them for prolonged crying would infringe their rights. So... There's a, it's quite a challenge, isn't it, really? It is. And I would think the only time I would walk out and let them cry is if you're really feeling so anxious, so depressed, so at the edge that it is better to do that than, you know, uh, be in a, a terrible state with them. So, And then that's when people should get help, you know, and then that's the tipping point for saying, no, I, I need some help. Ask for help if you need it. Because mm -hmm. a crying baby, and when you're doing everything and you're being woken up in the night, it can be enormously stressful. And I'm sure you know that. And I think yeah. every parent would say, if there was a commodity that you could give them, it would be sleep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me too. That's exactly what I would say too. First thousand days of a baby's life, you know, when you're thinking three years, four years, the first years of the baby's life are so important for building emotional the connections in the brain, the, you know, the self-esteem, self-awareness, you mm -hmm. know, feeling that you're a worthwhile person. All of those sort of things come at this very early age. It's not impossible to put it right at a later age, but it's extremely difficult. And so, you know, the responsibility can feel overwhelming, but I think we always have to come back to trust yourself. Who cares yes. about your baby more than you? Yes. Nobody. Yeah. Who knows what's best for your baby more than you? Nobody. Mm -hmm. You know best. You may feel lost. You may feel like you'd like somebody to tell you because it's anxiety making and you, you it's natural to have some idea that, you know, am I doing this right? Is this right? Is that right? What should I be doing next? If you're having those feelings, you're actually doing a good job because you're actually thinking uh, ahead of all the things that you need to be doing. I mean, sometimes it can get out of hand and you can feel really overwhelmed. And uh, as I say, this is when it's good to try and reach out a bit to either, uh, I mean, it's so difficult with COVID that 
you know, the groups for parents are mm -hmm. all on hold. It's, you know, family aren't even allowed, even if they're near all these sorts of things. Right. Make it quite difficult at the moment for especially babies in this in this uh, mums in this situation. But I think even virtual groups, uh, you know, phoning each other, this sort of thing, sort of, uh, you know, I, I mean, Amy's sort of done, my daughter's done things like meeting outdoors. Everybody's on their own picnic rug in a yes. green space so that mm -hmm. the Babies can see each other because these little babies haven't even seen other babies and other people. And they need all that experience. So, yeah, we live in challenging times. But women are honestly awesome, aren't they, really? And you, you think that what women get through in a day, all the different things that they do and all the different care that they give to babies, uh, it is a lot, isn't it? You know, you've got so much going on. And uh, if you want to, if you want something done, ask a, ask a woman, ask a busy woman, it'll get done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think giving yourself credit, asking for help, trusting yourself uh, can all help. And coming back to focusing on something, you know, giving yourself a little bit of a pat on the back and a bit of a reward of some sort, you know, looking forward to a time when you can think, oh, I you know that I might be watching that particular program at such a yeah. time or whatever. You know, it's, it's yes. sort of you know, give yourself a little reward. Don't be too hard on yourself and too sort of you know. There's nothing for you. Everything's devoted to the baby. Mums are happier and everybody's happier if you have some time for yourself. I think that's quite important. Yeah. And I think older mums don't do that as easily as young mums who actually still make sure that they get you know their entitlements and what they're what they're doing so I, I do think older mums need to think hang on a minute I'm doing 24 7 for everything mm -hmm. and I need to save a little bit for me mm -hmm. yeah I, I can definitely feel guilty of that it arises you can have a little recharge and also I think dads have to have their turn at doing it their way as well and that's a difficult thing sometimes for older mums you know that uh, you know like the dad's doing the, the whatever and you think you look you're half looking through your fingers thinking oh my goodness you know but you've got to let them find their way and, and <laughs> trust them to do it their way yeah. dads are often absolutely brilliant you know they may have no experience whatsoever before they have their own child they may never have held a baby in mm -hmm. their life before they hold their own child mm -hmm. Yet the learning is amazing, you know, and I and I think I often say this and I really hold it to be true that this generation of parents now is the best generation of parents has ever been. There's never been a better generation. Really? Why do you say that? Because most parents are working towards the best for their baby. They're mm -hmm. putting more into their baby. There's a more equal division now than there used mm -hmm. to be between dads and moms. And I really honestly believe that in all the years that I've done health visiting, which is from the 1975 onwards I've been in health mm -hmm. visiting, that I see parents putting their little ones first and foremost. They're thinking about mm -hmm. not their physical needs, that their emotional needs. Mm -hmm. They're not doing the old-fashioned, uh, you know, don't spoil a child because, you know, actually giving 
every a lot of love and a lot of affection that's good it's to not hear spoiling. it's not spoiling if your mm -hmm. baby's crying and you want to pick them up you pick them up mm -hmm. you know best on that and comforting a crying baby is not spoiling mm -hmm. that's why the generation now is such a good generation because okay. they don't go in for all of that uh you know, leads them to cry stuff uh, anymore. I, I think people have really come away from that and moved towards, you know, if there's something wrong, I'll, we'll work it out together. And you do, you know, you do get, you don't know automatically. I mean, I think we all think we should know automatically what's wrong and you don't, because often you don't know what's wrong when you feel a bit funny. You don't always know what's wrong. Yeah. You ask mm -hmm. yourself a few questions and go True. through a little bit of a list and even then you're not all 100% sure, you know. And you know, with little children, when they they hold their head and they say, "My tummy hurts," and they hold mm -hmm. their tummy and say, "Oh, I've got a headache," right? Because they know something's amiss, but they don't know what's quite what's wrong, right? You know? So with babies, I think you you sort of think, "Well, I wonder if it's this. Is it teething? Is it gripe? Is it sort of?" Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that it can be, and very often the simple idea is the right idea. And I always say to parents. If your baby's out of sorts, the one thing that is definitely a red flag to go and seek your medical practitioner is a temperature. So if a baby's got a high temperature, mm -hmm. that always warrants checking it out with a doctor. But, you know, if you count up the symptoms as well, this is just a by, by the by. I know this is not strictly what we're talking about. Sure, if, sure. If no, you uh, count up the symptoms that you can see. And and sort of think, well, this there's this and there's a bit of a, uh, you know, gripiness and there's a bit of, you know, wind, gas, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, if there's a temperature or if the baby's very unhappy, then it's worth getting them checked out because babies, you know, they can't say if their ears are hurting, if they've got a sore throat, right. if they've got a bad chest, if they've got a, a, a urinary tract infection, something like that. Mm -hmm. They can't tell you. So sometimes you, you you do need that. So and and often we think, oh, I wonder if I should go to the doctors. And the thing is that when you need to go, you just go. And and that's what mums and dads often say. I just knew it. I had to get there, you know. So I always think, well, use that as your if you are it's imperative to you and you really think this is something you need checked out, then get it checked out. Just go, yeah. That's it just gives you peace of mind. That's yeah. right. It's better yeah. than after the fact and having regrets that something has progressed and you yeah. could have done something about yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And I think in the time that we're living with COVID and it's such a blessing and I touch wood uh, on the whole, uh, children and little ones are not the ones that are the most prone to this disease at all. And that's such a blessing really. But, uh, uh, and hopefully we're, 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 we're moving, hopefully uh, over the next uh, rest of this year and into early next year into I hope uh, so yeah uh, in yeah. america i don't see the light at the end of the time no i know I, I, and i but, so sympathize it's very very hard and uh, uh you know it, it's it touching it's touching so many families isn't it and mm -hmm. uh, it is i think and and i think the most important thing is uh, for at least for my family is to still try to give our daughter the mm -hmm. best experience that we can because mm -hmm. she doesn't know the world any other way. No, that's right. Right now. So, and it's funny because right now she reminds me 
mm-hmm. to take my mask if I'm forgetting. So we'll, oh. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be getting her out of the, her car seat, and yeah. uh, we, I close the door and I start walking, and then she she'll say ma ma ma, and she points to her face. Yeah, she's letting me know that mask mama mask oh, that's <laughs> so lovely. and she's lovely. only 19 months oh that's amazing isn't it she's got hold of that all right yeah. and actually it's lovely that she knows she can tell you to do that and you're you <laughs> yes. know, you're going to say oh good thank you very much you know yes. uh, and that's a lovely relationship isn't it that's a lovely it sure is mum and sure daughter is. relationship yeah. you know. Uh, so sweet uh, yeah. yeah so we still go to the parks and uh you yeah. know we, we keep the distance and of course I have my mask on and she mm. she has gotten it, a couple of times she's gotten a little bit too close to some kids but yeah. um and then I'll just like try to do, redirect her somewhere else yeah. to go play with yeah. something else that's fun yeah. in that area yeah. That's good. And we always bring uh, we always bring things with us like a big ball, a bouncy ball that she can play yeah. with and kick yeah. around. So, yeah. um, you know, still giving her those fun experiences yeah. Yeah. In, in light of all of what we're dealing with. That's right. And really, the most important thing for all the little ones is love and security, and the fact that mm-hmm. they've got you and they've got fun and they're having new experiences. Because new experiences are, is also a an important emotional need. Uh, you know the chance to have new experiences so the new experiences can be really little things like kicking a ball it's very important Mm -hmm. to do you know outdoorsy things and uh, all that sort of stuff so that's lovely to hear good good so thanks so much this has been really really helpful I mean I think the most important things that you've shared with us for um, which you also talk about a lot in your book is that mm-hmm. love and security and mm-hmm. something you said today um, that I've noted, um, be the custodians of the baby's yeah. rights. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our segment with Sarah Beeson. Thank you for tuning in. We did go on a little bit longer and perhaps I'll include some of the additional support in another segment. If you are interested in hearing more from Sarah or if you have any questions, you can email me at isabel at motherhoodafter35.com. You can also check out the notes in the write-up that will give you access to Sarah if you'd like to reach her directly. Thanks for listening to our show and looking forward to having you join us again. Bye.